0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League. A look inside the ancient eight teams in the Ivy League in their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in the Ivy League. It is Super Bowl week, and believe in the Ivy League. Here we're going to be talking about a lot of college basketball, but also mentioning the Bean Cup. Yeah, we'll get into that as well. You guys go check me out at tombartonsports.com. Over at Tom Barton Sports, over on Twitter. That's how you get in touch with me. Also, tombartonsports at gmail.com. And Tom Barton Sports. Over on YouTube as well, the stuff that I do guys, it's not always Ivy League, but I do touch on the Ivy leagues as mo- as best as I can. Before we get into uh, the basketball and and what happened during the week and what we have coming up this week, I want to touch on the bean pot, right? because the bean pot is a- has been going on for seventy years now. and Harvard has advanced before the year uh, began, I had talked about this, Harvard hockey team that everybody around the Harvard community was saying, hey, look, you know, this is a team to pay attention to. They did not even go into the Final Four as the favorite. They were actually the third favorite out of the four teams. You could have gotten them at a pretty plus 375 in some spots. But now, here we go. The same four teams that have played in the Beanpot, the same four teams have played in the Beanpot for 70 years, right? This coming Monday will be the first time in history that Northeastern faces Harvard for the championship game. I found that pretty cool. I, I saw that online. I got to give uh, credit where credit is due. Tom Karen wrote that uh, over on Twitter. And, you know, I- I've been saying for a while that the bean pot needs to be expanded. I-, I still think that they do. I think it needs to expand to at least eight teams or, or 12 even if you really wanted to, but at least to eight teams. But it is kind of cool in 70 years it- that we've never had this matchup. I mean- the odds are against that, you know, happening. That would take 70 years to get to that. So I want to congratulate those, uh, the, the Harvard Crimson, for representing the Ivies really well. And hopefully we'll be talking about a championship next week. But let's get into a little college basketball. We'll go back like we normally do. We'll go look at Friday's game. Harvard had a tough game at home where I, I want to say it's a must win. I guess maybe it's not an absolute. It was an absolute must win but it felt like a must-win game. It felt like one of those very important games during the regular season. Being at home, you didn't want to drop two games under 500 in the Ivies. You didn't want to get into that kind of position. Well, Harvard put themselves in that position. Yale wins 68-57. Yale moves to 15-6 and on the year, 5-3 in the Ivies, knolling 18.7 boards. And I'll tell you, Harvard had some scoring problems, putting up 57 points, and we've seen this happen with them. What is going on with Harvard is they are very much just letting the other team dictate pace. And they have a good defense, I'm not saying that they don't, but you can see when they have the offensive explosion against Cornell and you have offensive explosions here and there. Yeah, Harvard has the ability to go out there and to score and to score uh, quite a bit. But they let other teams sort of dictate pace and I think that they want to play a slower pace game. I think that that obviously, you know, they are, are more inclined to play a slower-paced game, but putting up 57 in this game, uh just, and they, they they got, it It wasn't even this close, guys. It was 42-25 at the half. I mean, they got absolutely blown out. Brown goes to Dartmouth. I told you Brown was a dangerous team. Dartmouth was a team that you look at and you go, yeah, maybe they could squeak their way into it. Well, Brown is really dangerous. Uh Lily Jr. puts up 23 points in a 73-61 win there by Brown. That is a dangerous team. Penn upends Columbia in a game that was shocking. Listen, Columbia was 14, 15-point underdogs all week long. Uh, they they cover the number here. Penn got out to a huge lead, 38 points in the first half. Columbia scored 38 in the second half. You look at Columbia and you go, you know, McLean put up 19 points. Dingle for Penn, obviously, uh, 25 points leading the way. Obviously, the, the best talented player on the court. Penn gets the must-needed win. But I, I was impressed with Columbia's fight. I told you going into the weekend— I was I was going against Columbia in both of these games. I didn't think they had a prayer, but I love them on Saturday against Princeton. We'll talk about that in a moment. Those are the two games, I, and I just think that Columbia is just a, a, a good team to kind of go against here and just expect them to not do much better than their one win in the Ivies. Princeton, we just talked about it. They had a huge matchup Friday night at home in Princeton, New Jersey against Cornell. In a game here where they pull out a win, They pull out a win by outscoring outscoring Cornell, and that was always been the problem with Cornell. I kept saying, is Cornell the elite of this class? Well, it's going to come down to, can they stop anybody? Well, they couldn't. It was 45-35, Cornell with a 10-point lead. Cornell's defense looking real good in the first half. And it was even bigger than that. Look, if you were watching the game, Cornell looked fully, fully in control of this game. Absolutely. And then the Cornell defense, or lack thereof, reared its ugly head. Princeton came out and put up 54 points in the second half. 54 points, uh, you know, with a seven-point win. Princeton scores 89 on Cornell, and it just seemed at times that it didn't matter what they did. It didn't matter that Madden scored 23-7-3. It didn't matter what Cornell did because Princeton knew they could score, and they could score at will at times. So it's a terrible feeling for a defense to feel like that. And that's a, that's the problem with Cornell. But let's give Princeton all kinds of credit, making the halftime adjustments, coming out, and just saying, you know what? Look, uh, we didn't have a great first half here. Let's just go out there and crush them in the second half. And they did. This great game flew over the very high total set as well. And right now, nobody has any confidence in Cornell's defense. And you shouldn't have any confidence in Cornell's defense. I mentioned the Princeton-Columbia game. It's the, the best game of the week that I, I, I liked. it. I, I didn't care. Look, if Princeton lost that game, Maybe they would hang their heads. But coming off a win, they were at home. There was no way they were losing to Columbia. This was a big spread. You know, from the Vegas sportsbooks, they put up a big spread, and it didn't matter. Uh, Princeton wins 88-69. So Princeton had two games at home this weekend. They put up 88 and 89 points. Their offense has absolutely found its way. They put up 47 in the first half. Columbia, hey, give them some credit. Second half of these games, I know they're getting blown out. Second half of both of these games, they found their offense in both spots in Columbia. Uh, But they were completely and utterly outmatched in this game, and it wasn't as close as the 22 points would even suggest. Yale, after a big win at Harvard, goes on the road at Dartmouth. Kind of a trappy spot, a tough spot. They get a nice win, 72-53, in a game where they dominated from end to end, and it's tough. Listen, you go to Cambridge against, you know, your arch rival, basically, uh, and you get a win. Maybe you have a little bit of a letdown going on the road uh, you know, in New Hampshire against Dartmouth, but they didn't, knolling 14 points, not a crazy amount of scoring, but their defense really stepped up. So I just talked about Princeton scoring 88 and 89 in two separate games. How about Yale's defense allowing 110 points in two games? 53 and 57 points. That's impressive. Speaking of Harvard, they drop one at home to Brown, that tough, tricky team, and Harvard is spiraling out of control. Harvard this weekend just uh, uh, cemented it. Look, I, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done with Harvard right now, right? You can't trust them in any spot. I, I I, didn't have a bet on this game. I didn't have an emotional attachment to this game. I barely paid attention to this game, uh, but it still just bothered me to watch Harvard go down back-to-back games, show no fight against Cambridge. It, it was a tough weekend, real tough weekend for Harvard, tough weekend for people that are rooting for Harvard. It really just a rough one. I know the Brown is a dangerous, tough team, but it was just tough. And then Cornell, look, they, had a tough loss on the road at Princeton. They are are clearly not the class of the conference, but hey, you know what? We are, we can still hang. Let's let's have a bounce back at Penn. No. They give up 92. Another 50 point second half against Penn and they lose 92-86. Like I said, the over's all day for Columbia. All day. you just can't set a number high enough. They are allowing 89 90 this weekend. 89-92 this weekend. They're allowing about 90 points a game. I mean, it for a team to not get to ninety is is disappointing at this point for that those offenses and Cornell, I mean you got to get to ninety. Cornell's getting to eighty, the high eighties, and they can't win games. Dingle twenty seven and seven for Penn, yeah, the guy's been absolutely fantastic. Dolan puts up twenty nine for Cornell, and they lose. I know it's the road games, guys, but I, I you know I was looking forward to this Cornell offense, now maybe playing in the postseason, may, maybe being that team to represent in the field of 64, and there's no way. You know, other teams will be scoring 110, 120 on them if they go up against, a, you know, an elite of the elites. Uh, there's, there's no chance. So, I mean, I think Princeton pretty much pulled ahead. Is there an opportunity that Cornell could, could step back up? Yeah, I didn't like what I saw from them this weekend. I thought Harvard really disappointed this past weekend. So we look ahead to this week. And, uh, you know, we we... Look at it to this week with the understanding that it's all about the Super Bowl. It's all about the big game. You know, it is, uh, you know, what it is. There's no games on Friday, no games during the week. So we have a Saturday slate of games. And here we go. You have the bounce back opportunities. Harvard takes on Penn at home. I have no confidence in Harvard right now. Look, they're three and six in the Ivies, 12 and 11 overall. Penn is five and four. It's still a tough place to play. We have watched Harvard elevate their game over the course of the year. We've watched that happen. But how can you have any confidence in this Harvard team to even win this game? I don't. I think Penn isn't a great team, but Dingle's gonna have a great game, right? I look at Harvard right now as the team you can't trust. And I worry about Harvard going into an absolute downward spiral cycle right now, just absolutely falling. I worry about that right now. You look at Princeton going on the road against Dartmouth. Yeah, Dartmouth can get back into this thing. They're 5-5 five and five at home. You get ahead here, but look, Princeton just looks like the unstoppable machine. It could be a spot where they had a huge weekend. You have a, some days off. You go on the road, uh, right? You go to, to Hanover. Maybe they could let up here. I don't love Princeton this weekend, but I'm going to be interested to see how that offense responds. They had two great offensive games. Can they keep it together with the week off here? Yale takes on Columbia. I expect Yale to absolutely bludgeon Columbia. Yale wants to get back into this thing and prove that they can be right there. Remember, Princeton is you know, 16 and six on the year. Yale 16 and six on the year, a little bit different than the Ivy conferences, uh, but Yale wants to, to make a point. And they are at home. They're one game this week at home, back against Columbia. They should have a field day against them. And then Cornell takes on Brown. I've, I've said it all year. I think Brown is a dangerous team. And suddenly, we looked at Cornell as maybe the elite team in the Ivy. We looked at Cornell, and we were gushing over Cornell. Wow, you know, the elite team in the Ivy. They have the same Ivy League record as Brown, guys. The same Ivy League record right now as the Brown Bears. And you, you can't tell me that anybody thinks that Brown was going to be in this position, uh, you know, a, a month ago. It looked like Cornell and Princeton were going to be battling this thing out. Maybe Yale gives them a fight late. But it's suddenly Brown in the mix, and with a game like this, they can steal this game, guys. They can absolutely steal this game and put themselves ahead of Cornell as far as the rankings go. So there's a lot of intrigue this week, although it's a short card and a short week, a lot of intrigue. Guys, It's gonna do it for me. Enjoy the week. Look, root for Harvard. I don't care if you're an Ivy League guy that just say, oh, man, I hate Harvard. I get it, you know. Uh, But it's good for the Ivy Leagues. Harvard wins the Bean Pot. I'm looking at that. As far as this weekend goes, it's time to kind of put up or shut up for Cornell. I want to see what Cornell can do. What about Brown? Maybe I've been underestimating Brown, even though I'm giving them a lot of credit. We'll talk about all that and more next week. Enjoy the big game out there, everybody, as well. Have a lot of fun with that. I'm sure uh, sports fans are sports fans, so you guys are going to be watching the Super Bowl, even though... This is not exactly a Super Bowl-driven show. (laughs) Enjoy your week, everybody. I'm Tom Barton. We'll be back, and you can bet on that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.